Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest podcast available on all podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from so you don't miss a single episode. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Football Digest. Earlier this month, Mirror Football's Dan Blackham sat down with former MLS star and current Apple TV pundit Bradley Wright Phillips to chew the fat over several topics. Bradley talks about his thoughts on the Premier League, working with Thierry Henry, what Lionel Messi will bring to the MLS and life as a pundit in the following episode. So sit back, relax and enjoy. We're here to talk about MLS, um, yeah. but if we could talk about you for a second. Um, on a personal level, I'm a Brentford fan. I remember yeah. watching you playing for Brentford and Good thinking, times. come on, let's sign you permanently, let's sign you permanently. Good times, and then a few months later, you ended up playing for New York Red Bulls. Yeah. How did that sort of move come about? Um, the Brentford one at first, or just New York yeah, Rebels? New York Rebels, man. Yeah, um, yeah. After we didn't go up for Brentford, I think if they went out with, I would have stayed. I wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. They didn't, so there was no contract for me there. So um, my agent looked after Thierry, Darren Dean, and he said, "Listen, it's an opportunity to go to New York Rebels. I want to look at you." <laughs> you know, I was ignorant to the MLS at the time, okay. and I didn't know much about it. But I knew, you know what, big Arsenal fan, I'll go and train with Thierry and Leeds for a couple of weeks. Also, Tim Cahill was there. So I'm like, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. And I go there and I training facilities are amazing. They take me to the stadium. It's amazing. I'm like, I can do this. You know, yeah, get off of the contract and it's, you know, it's history. So you say Thierry Henry was part of the reason you moved out there. Yeah. What was the first meeting with him like? I, I gather you might have met him before. before yeah. First meeting in the same sort of position, yeah. the same, you know, coming over to him as teammates. Um, I can't remember first like, interactions, but... Just being around Thierry, like getting yeah. to train with him, conversate with him, it was, I had to be there. It was, it was amazing. He was way more humble than I thought. He was just a good dude all around. Because well, he had, well, was it four years he had in Major League Soccer. And was then it four? You overlapped for one, am I right? Yeah, one and a half. I got there 2013. That's right, yeah. And so then he, yeah, he finished. I got there halfway through 2013. That's he it, finished yeah. end of 14. And what were your sort of best memories of playing just briefly in that time with Thierry? It wasn't so much the games. It was more training and then, 
you know, off the pitch stuff. Like he's a he's a good guy, man. I spent a bit of time at his house and just the training, the conversation um, at training, just improving me as a player. It was it was really good. I, was, I feel blessed to have played with T. You feel like that's, I mean, at the time, Major League Soccer, there was a few sort of, uh, forgive me, sort of older players like Thierry. And yeah. a few years later was when David Beer came into the yeah. that sort of thing. There's been a big shift now in Major League Soccer with younger players going over there yeah. um, and players sort of looking to develop their careers. Have you sort of noticed that from where you've obviously gone into Yeah, 100%. I, I, used, I hate it that it got the the stigma of, you know, retirement league, but it makes sense because when you look at the ages, uh, the legends will go in there. You know, you're obviously going to call it something like that. But I think in David Villa coming at the age he did, but playing as well as he did, changed a lot for MLS stigma. And yeah, now there's the scouting from the uh, South America has been good. Players are coming over younger with talent and with the with the right attitude, not coming over just to chill out. And it's helped a lot. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned David Villa. You beat him to the golden boot. Yeah, but when, he was unbelievable. When you were in that race, were you sort of aware of the fact that you were going up against yeah him. but it, you know what um, it was it almost felt a little bit disrespectful I didn't it felt awkward being mentioned in the same you know sentence as David Villa if okay. I'm being honest I didn't like um, the comparisons like I know okay. what David Villa is I know what he's done in this game so mm. I get we're in the same league rival teams um, but it felt wrong to be mentioned in that golden boot race who's better I'm just like come on let's be serious but I the one thing I'll give is massive credit to David Villa because Players of that stature can come over and, and kind of take liberties yeah. in the league, and he did it. Um, you see from his first goal, the celebrations, how serious he took them. I was like, okay, this guy's here to play. So he he helped a lot. Did you when you went over there? I mean, I'm guessing you'd spoken to Thierry and that sort of thing, and you'd spoken to a few players in the yeah. team before you went over. When you actually first got to Major League Soccer, a few of the players I was speaking to back in February were saying they were shocked by how good the standards were, yeah. uh, and how good the facilities were, and how yeah. much money had been yeah. invested into the league. What sort of differences have you noticed? Because you are still involved with Major League Soccer. What kind of differences have you noticed now compared to even back then? I would say there's always been very good players, like very good individuals. But I'd say the biggest improvement for me is soccer specific. I'm saying soccer. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Edit that out. It's fine. It's fine. football (laughs) Football specific stadiums and then the, the style of play. So when I got to America, there was a, a lot of good players you're going to face like week in, week out. But now you face better teams. The scouting's been better. The, the academy, uh, the academies have got better. So you're playing a, a better team in general. Do you know what I mean? The coaching's got better. So I think that's where the big um, improvements have come. Like the, the amount of people that go to the games and then the, the team as a whole. Do you think that looking ahead to 2026, do you think that a lot of it's been geared towards that and a lot of effort's been put into it to make you know, you go back 15, 20 years, yeah. soccer's not a major sport in America. Now it's becoming more so. Um, do you think that's been sort of tailored around the World Cup? Do you think that there's been sort of a massive push to just, not just improve major league soccer, yeah. but just to improve the sport? Partly, but also it's, it's what's going to happen. America's a, a huge country mm-hmm. with a lot of athletes. So over the years, it's obviously going to go that way. But yeah, the World Cup being there in, in 26 is definitely going to help and push that in that same direction. Go back to Thierry Henry for a brief moment um, because, you know, one of the best players in Premier League history yeah. went over to Major League Soccer and, you know, as you say, he didn't take liberties. He still took every yeah. session 100%. You think that for the younger players in that squad, that was something that, you know, that's priceless to them. Right? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you have... If, if Thierry's working hard and want to win every game and just turning up with the right standards every day, who, who am I to, to not do the same? Of course. 
You know what I mean? And theory, it was eye-opening for me with theory because I came here and I was, I, I was like I said, ignorant to the league, kind of arrogant. Um, not like out loud, but in my mind, I'm thinking I'll go here. You know, I'm going to score easy. Mm-hmm. And he let me know quickly, it's not easy. You haven't dealt with travel, some good players here. It's not easy. Make sure you're prepared and, and these are the steps you have to take to be successful here. So, yeah. What was your first reaction when you learned that you had to fly across the country? To it was crazy. Again? It was crazy. Before, so I didn't have... I was waiting for my visa and, and so on, all the things I needed to, to be able to play. And we played in a reserve game in Dallas. Reserve game. We flew like halfway across the country. Like, what the hell, what's going on here? Now? Why are we flying here? You know, it was crazy. I didn't realize how far. And then we played Vancouver, Seattle. From, from New York, is a, a New Jersey is a long way. It's like flying to London. It's like the flight I was on yesterday. And then you've got to go there. Be prepared to, to win. You know, it's not easy. How quickly did you adapt to just literally the style of play in the league? And how, how quickly do you think the players who are now going over there will, will adapt? Yeah, it took me a, a little while because I, I didn't play straight away. I don't think they understood my game. I, I didn't really understand it out there. I, was struggling. I had a couple of hamstring injuries, mm-hmm. struggled with the heat. So it, I didn't really get started until 2014, um, few, three or four games into that season. But, um, but for the bigger players coming, so if you're talking about a Messi coming, I don't know if that Messi has the same adjustment time. Messi's played in World Cups. He's played in you know all kind of competitions. Um, Copa America, Champions League, different countries. I think he'll be okay. But for me, it was tough. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Looking ahead to the standard of quality of football in, in, in England and in, in UK, obviously you came from Manchester City Academy. Mm-hmm. Major League Soccer, the one thing that, the one big selling point that I have for it is any team can be any team any weekend. Yeah. One of your old teams, the team you came through the academy of, is currently running yeah, English football. It's, and it's, do you think there's a risk of it becoming a little bit uncompetitive over in England because of. Uh, I've heard. I've heard uh, the moans and groans about that. You do tune in on a weekend to the Prem. You know, I don't miss the, a Prem game. Well, you tune in and if Man City are playing anyone, they're, they're going to win. You know what I mean? And there was a time where it was Man City going to win all the time. Liverpool, it, it, it can be boring. But for me, I grew up with a Prem, so it's, it's never boring. I enjoy watching individual plays, so it's not sometimes, it's not always the result. But yeah, there is a, a little worry that it could get too one side. I mean, we see the Bundesliga and obviously Bayern Munich what, yeah. 10 in a row, 11 yeah. in a row. It's, do you think there's a fun. risk of Manchester City, partly because of Pep Guardiola as well, yeah. do you think there's a risk of Manchester City sort of emulating that success and just 
continuing to dominate. It seems like that's the path to Romba. You know what? He's going to stop there. Mikel Arteta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, Arsenal so you think, coming, man. You say Arsenal over sort of over Liverpool over Manchester United. Arsenal right now are coming. Really? Yeah. Is that mainly just because of Mikel Arteta? I think so. I, I think that that's a very good young manager that we're not, we haven't seen the best of yet. What do you think they were lacking last season when they didn't Depth. Depth. Yeah. And they've, we didn't have the squad to compete with. That's I mean, they've obviously addressed that this summer. Declan yeah. Rice is coming in. Yeah. Um, the Timber from Ajax is coming yeah. in. Do you think that there was a risk last season that Arsenal just may sound silly, but they didn't know how to win the league. Man City yeah. have won the league four years. At four I don't think that sounds Arsenal silly. Didn't know how to win the league. I don't think that sounds silly. I think winning becomes a habit, and Man City know throughout that season, you don't see them panicking. It's, it's just all the bricks are just getting put in place. And with Arsenal, it's every game. You're like, oh, I don't know. Even them, it feels like, oh, we need to win this one. We need to win this one. Then what about when we get to here? And there's, there's no experience in winning. To, to win success, to be successful, you have to believe and know that you can do it. And once you do, once you know, once you win that first one, then you know you you, can, you believe you can do it, and you do it more often. And you're right. I think that's what it was. It's just an experience of not not enough winners in the team. It's understandable. One final topic on on Arsenal. Then in that case, if you think that they're the team that could potentially challenge Manchester City, following Balogun, obviously yeah. has the link to America because yeah. he plays for the national team. You know. Had this incredible season last season for for Rams. Yeah. Do you think that he has to stay at Arsenal this summer? Do you think that he's? I would love him. Good to. enough to fight for his place. I would love him to, but if you're him, if you're Balogun, it's like okay, I want to, but I want to start. I want to be the knight. You can't come off a great season like that and then come. Although it's Arsenal <laughs> in a good place right now to come back to be on the bench. He's in a, a stage in his career where he needs to carry on playing, carry on scoring goals. Um, so unless he's gonna. Yeah, a lot of game time. Um, I wouldn't see the benefit for him, but as an Arsenal fan, yeah, I'd love him to, yeah. to be there. You think the playing for the national team, so, I mean, he was what America were missing in the World Cup, wasn't 100%. he? And, you know, having him, he's going to play every game for America, whether yeah. he's sitting on the bench at Arsenal or not. Yeah. You know, do you think that having that sort of that benchmark to fall back on the national, not fall back on the national team, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, he's always going to get games. Game yeah. yeah. But how good would those games be if he's just on the bench? Mm. He, he needs to build a river of momentum to be the uh, Balogun, you know, we want him to be. So it's a, it's a tough one, but I think it's great for the US national team that they got him because like you said, it's literally what they're missing. It's a yeah. real clinical number nine and they could really start to cause some problems. As a former striker, this, um, this will be my last question, I'll give you too much longer. Yeah. As a former striker, what would your advice to Balogun be? It's hard because you're asking me as an Arsenal fan. Okay, I'll, I'll ask you as an Arsenal fan, and then I'll ask you as a striker. All right, Arsenal fan, you've got to stay. You've yeah. got to stay. We want you in the squad as a striker. Go where you're going to get him, uh, the minutes. Yeah. yeah, is that what you would do if you're in? The yeah, situation? because he needs to play. He's at an age where he can't just be on the bench, especially off the season he's coming off. of. He needs to carry that on. Do you think moving to America could work for him if he went over to Major League Soccer? Yeah, why not? Now retired from playing, and you moved into the punditry. Yeah, how quickly did that change come about? Um, very quick. I yes, yeah, so I retired. I want to say I'm so bad. My memory's so bad. Well, I'd say a few. If I retired in, it took maybe a year and a bit, a okay. year, maybe a season. I was still doing. I'm still working with Red Bull, so 
you know, assistant to the sporting director, Dennis yeah. Hamlet, and then I do assistant coach on uh, RB2. So I was doing that for maybe half a season. And then, yeah, I got into the MLS season uh, pass stuff, and it's been, yeah, I haven't looked back. So, so you've got a family connection with the pundit yeah. Have you spoken to members of your family about Yeah, I spoke to my dad a lot in the in the time between, you know, when I was uh, thinking about doing this. And, yeah, I would just get advice. My brother does it too. So I would get some some advice. And, yeah, it's something I've always looked at. You know, I looked at that way more than I looked at coaches. Right? It's something I wanted to get involved in. Not as easy as a thought, though. No? It's not as easy as a thought. Is that because you're having to, you know, you're not criticizing your yeah. teammates, but, you know, if one of your former teammates pays a bad pass and yeah. a striker runs through and goes and scores, yeah. you still have to call him out for that. 100%. Were you prepared for that? Not really. I wasn't. It, and it's, it's something I didn't mind though. As a player, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't take it too personal if a commentator or, you know, analyst said something about me. But I do sometimes second guess myself if I want to say, you know, criticize a Red Bull or a player I know or a player I've played with at Columbus or LA. But it's the game. If they have a pro, as long as I know I'm being true to myself and, uh, and honest, then it's a conversation I can have with that person. Had you spoken to who? Who went punditry first? Was it you or Sean? Sean. Sean. So had you spoken to him and got advice from him about you know about how to deal with stuff like no, that? Do you know what? I didn't actually ask that question. It's stupid. I should have maybe asked how he <laughs> dealt with that. Yeah, but no, I was just talking about other things with my dad and Sean. It was more than just being myself. Make sure I'm being myself. I'm not acting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because so you can always sleep at night like that. If I if I know I've been honest, I'm, I'm good. Is there a little bit of a family competitive rivalry about who's the best pundit now? No, because I, w- I don't want to get into that until I'm actually good at it. Right? Understandable. <laughs> now I'm okay. You know, yeah. but I need to be good before I start talking rubbish. Understandable. Yeah. So before you retired, did you know, had you sort of planned out, okay, I'm going to retire and then? No. You, you know that you had the the work with the academy yeah. with RB2 and you had the assistant for the sports yeah. director. Had that all been sort of... No. If you know me as a person, nothing's ever sorted out. Right. I retired and then I'm just like speaking to Red Bull at some stage and then they're like well, maybe we can do this role and it's it's all just maybes and we'll see how this looks and before you know it I'm assistant to the sporting director and then I speak to people at, um, at MLS and they're like maybe we would put you in a few things and see if you like the TV work and next thing you know I'm doing that I never I don't plan well enough I don't prepare well enough it's something I'm trying to work on since I retired so getting yeah being in those two jobs I just almost fall into them yeah that's understandable. And how, you know, sounds like a silly question, but how have you found it working in, not just with Major League Soccer on Apple TV, but on a completely new broadcasting platform on such yeah. a massive stage? You know, you haven't started on, no. you've yeah, thrown something yeah, in the deep end, bit, really. Exactly. And for my personality, I think that's good. I Honestly, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes. And I think with Apple TV, it's all new. Everyone's learning. Everyone's day by day. So I'm lucky in that way. But I'm better when I don't think too much. And being thrown in, is, I think, has helped me. Sure. I haven't had time to pull myself out of it yet. That's understandable. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen Major League Soccer standard? I know that it's obviously only been half a season, but, you know, having this massive Apple TV deal, yeah. and, you know, more eyes on the league than ever. Do you think this is really going to provide, like, a launch pad for Major League Soccer going forward? Yeah, it, it should. Um, I love that globally. Uh, you know, you, you guys over here can tune in and see how good the players are, how good that league is, how nice the stadiums are, the atmospheres in the stadium. I don't think we fully understand in Europe what is going on in America. And I think, yeah, Apple TV, MLS season pass, is just, it's going to show that, put eyes on those, those things, highlight them because it's important to see. Honestly, from my time since 2013 to what it is now, is unbelievable. Yeah. Rapid changes.
you look at a player like Thierry Henry and his attitude to sort of helping the younger younger players in the squad training, you know, what kind of pressure is there going to be on Lionel Messi when he comes over to everyone, not just in uh, not just in the Inter Miami squad, yeah. but everyone in the league is going to be looking up to him. Yeah. How much of an added pressure do you think that's going to be for him? I don't think. It, I honestly watching Messi from afar, it just don't seem like he he has problems with pressure. You know, I, it doesn't look like he struggles with those things. But I, the responsibility for him would be, if I was to say anything, would be him coming in with the attitude to to come here and do well, to not look at this as just retirement. And, you know, Messi's probably my favourite player of all time. I can't see him not having a good attitude. I think for a young player, I, I wish I played one more year. You know, just just to see that man on the opposite end of the pitch would be amazing. Imagine him coming into your locker room. Yeah. And you, how do you not have a good training session? I know Thierry had that effect on me. If I get in the morning, if I get in in the morning, I'm a bit tired and I can't be bothered. But in these days, you want him to think you're a good player. Mm. Messi's going to have that effect on every team. Like he's going to have that effect times you know twenty. Yeah, I mean, do you think looking at his style of play, he's still you know in my opinion, arguably the best player in the world still. I think still, we can, for sure. We can we can all just win the world really. cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But do you think that? Do you think he's going to be taken aback and surprised by the style of play in America because it's such a fast-paced game yeah. uh, compared to Europe where sometimes the ball can be a little bit yeah. slower to build up play yeah. and that thing. In America, it's so much quicker. Do you think he's going to be expecting that? Yeah, uh, he's a, an experienced player, the best. He's going to be watching from now. If I'm him, I'm watching. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to anyone I know that plays here and, and finding out what it's like here on a, on a weekly basis. So I don't think he'll be surprised. Do you think that there's a, ch- a chance that, you know, because... Although as great as he is, he's definitely slowed down a little bit, and his game yeah. is sort of you know there's more of it up there than yeah. down yeah. there at this stage. Do you think that there's a chance that you know it will take him a little bit of time to adapt, just literally yeah. to players being faster than him, and you know players all of a sudden he's not out, out sprinting every defender and that's sort yeah. of I don't see. I don't see him there. Yet. I don't see him that far. Mm. Um, it happened to Thierry too, though. He he lost a little bit of pace, and he he just turned into like one of the greatest number tens the league has ever seen. Messi would have no problem. That's the problem. That's the good thing about Messi. He can drive, but he can go past players with the ball. He can find a pass. He can score free kicks. He, there's a there's so much to his game that yeah. the 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 speed bit won't de- define what he does here. And you mentioned that again, not to push the hard back to Thierry all the time, but yeah. when you guys were teammates, you mentioned that you would sort of you go to his house after training. And that. Yeah. How sort of how priceless was that for you to have not just a, a, an important teammate to look up to, but yeah. a friend to look up to as well, um, who would sort of take you under his wing away from training? And do you think that that's the sort of thing that he's the Messi will be having to do in Miami? Yeah, maybe. I think it depends on the personality. I think Thierry was just he was like that naturally. You know, he he also liked the company and. It helped me because when I was in England, I was a bit more of a just want to go out, you know. Honestly, just want to go out partying, and it wasn't good for me. So, having someone like that to just go and talk about the game, like getting around Thierry, made me realize how much I didn't really know about the game. I think growing up in England in my time, it was play the ball long. I'm the smaller man. There's a big guy, flick on, gamble, try and get a shot off, you know. And I just learned so much more about the game and what it takes to to be successful. So. Chilling out with Thierry, speaking to him was it was so helpful for me. Well, I mean, literally looking forward to the next sort of month or so is when Lionel Messi's debut yeah. is going to be. What do you think the sort of find out the wording? You know, how do you feel like the average American, not soccer fan, just yeah. the average American sports fan? You know, somebody yeah. who watches NFL Sunday Ticket, somebody who watches the basketball. Yeah. How do you think they're going to sort of deal with? Okay, now Lionel Messi's here. Do you think it's going to immediately? Yeah, sort of, provide a of course. Every, 
let's take it for something small. Even MLS's Instagram, in Miami's Instagram, he's coming sharp. It's going to be no, it's going to be no different when he walks onto a pitch and his first game. He, everybody has to raise their standards. Everybody's going to want to see this moment. And we all have to be ready. You know, Messi's making us now all raise our standards. I know that for his debut, I can't be talking rubbish on the on the <laughs> room, but I know there's going to be a lot more eyes. So that's just the effect he has. Yeah. You, are you going to his debut? You I won't be able to. I'll be in, uh, yeah. doing a 360, 360. show. Yeah. Oh, you must but I'm going to tell them, normally on that show, we have a bunch of different games. I don't know if you yeah. know how it works. And yeah, yeah. I'm going to sit and tell them every game has to be Miami. I need to <laughs> I need to see this game. That's understandable. And by the sounds of it, he might potentially, I mean, I'm not looking to get any oh, yeah. speculation from you, but it sounds like Jordi Alba and Sergio Busquets yeah. are probably joining him. I hope so. How important do you think it is for not just him to be coming to the league, but, you know, Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba, would, be, yeah. would they be going to Miami without Messi? Probably not. So no. how important do you think that that is straight away, that players are immediately sort of yeah. to follow him? The Messi effect, I, I want to say Busquets was, if he is coming, he was thinking about retirement. And that's just how, the effect Messi has. And it won't just be that team now. Yeah. You know, there'll be big players thinking about coming to the MLS and what, what situation suits them. And do you think that, I mean, talking specifically about Busquets here, the fact that he's got such an incredible footballing brain, yeah. do you think that's sort of, you know, where I'd say he hasn't exactly got pace anymore to yeah. sort of keep up? Do you think that the fact that he's got that footballing brain, he's just going to be levels ahead, surely? Levels ahead upstairs, and it depends on the players they get around. Is Thankfully, he's going to have Jordi Alba, he's going to have Messi, if they yeah, if they all come. Um, but I think for the type of player Busquets is, he, he might find it the toughest. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm saying this, Sergio. I'm sorry, I've got to say, it. I think you'll find it the toughest. Only because, but also that it does depend on his mind frame, but only because I saw Pirlo, and Pirlo was similar, very, obviously, genius upstairs. But these, these young players, they don't care, you know, they want to get stripes of you, close you down. So um, it helps that he's got Messi to pass to. So that's, a, you know, that, that will help. But I, I think Busquets, while it's amazing for the league, he. It'll be an eye opener, maybe for him. Okay. Um, and do you think that's literally just because he doesn't have that sort of immediate burst of pace to if a player's closing? Yeah, away. Yeah. But this could be wild statements by me. It's just what I've seen in <laughs> in a parallel, for example. Yeah. You know? Well, of course. I mean, you know, Messi may not have done, Messi may not have had to look at players who've gone over before. But yeah. do you think the Busquets and Albert they'll be looking at you know the types of players like Frank Lampard, Gerrard, who have gone over there in the past? Um, I would hope so. If it was me, I would try and get as much information on the league as I can. Um, yeah, but listen, I don't want it to sound like I'm disrespecting Busquets. You're, you're an amazing player, but if I'm him, I need to look at how to, how can I be successful in this league.